0: So before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know I had a really good time talking with Sergio and talking a little bit about his past, about what he's been through. We had a really great time. We spoke about a lot of key points, a lot of happy moments, a lot of emotional moments. I had to cut this interview in two. Um, They're about an hour each, approximately. But if you guys could rate the episode, listen, rate the podcast, give us whatever stars you feel like like giving us and comment definitely put your put your comments below um thank you for listening subscribe once you guys are done with this first episode go right over to to the part two i'm gonna title it part two so you guys can know and yeah that's about it thank you guys over to to the part two i'm gonna title it part two so you guys can know and yeah that's about it thank you guys
1: I'm out
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ghost Lifestyle Podcast. Um if you are joining us from Facebook Live, um, welcome. Um, I am here today with Sergio. I'm gonna say in Spanish, Sergio Taveras. You still said it wrong, but hello everyone. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sergio Taveras. I don't know why the fuck Roll I the R's. <laughs> <laughs> Um so Americans. um so as everybody knows, um I want everybody to get a little bit to know a little bit more about my life. Um, so, today I am presenting you guys to my best friend. So, tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to be talking. We're going right. to get into the nitty gritty. All right. So, they might cancel your podcast after <laughs> I start talking. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, Bro, they've threatened me twice already. Twice. Let's and you I'm know. waiting. anyways yeah it's okay uh, uh uh-huh
1: sticks and stones (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i'm uh sergio tavares i've I've known jeremy for i think we said 10 or 11 years now about 11 years (laughs) um you know currently i work in law enforcement um currently trying to get through the police academy um prior to that i was also an instructor for muay thai kickboxing uh fought professionally mma right out of high school had one pro fight um just uh, what yeah pretty much that's pretty much all
0: i've done since uh graduating high school okay so let's take it a little bit back you were born in what year 1990 1990 and you were born here i was born in tampa florida you were born in tampa florida yeah. Um, you are half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. Yes. The best of both worlds. Exactly. <laughs> Double trouble. <laughs> you have how many brothers and sisters? I have two sisters
1: uh, an older sister and a younger sister. And I have two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. And I am smack dab in the middle.
0: So if we would go all the way back, what is the earliest memory that you remember? The earliest memory
1: uh, I'd have to say I don't know how old that was, but maybe four or five well, we used to take uh, frequent trips between Florida and Connecticut, so uh, my family and I would pack together in a little van and it's like a two day drive you know they my parents did a good job they they made those trips pretty fun um. As best they could, we'd stop in the Carolinas and get on the big, like, sombrero-looking hat thing that's, like, (laughs) super tall over there, (laughs) you know, take pictures. And then, you know, uh, I had a lot of my family and a lot of my, well, both sides, actually, my Puerto Rican side and my Dominican side uh, in Connecticut. So we'd spend a lot of time out there, grandmothers, cousins, aunts.
0: Uh, So you would say up to that point, you had a pretty normal life?
1: Uh up yeah. to that point.
0: Yeah. Um as far as what I can remember, I I, I believe it's
1: pretty pretty normal, pretty
0: normal. So I've known you already for eleven years, but I feel like I've known you m- most of my life. Um I think me and you have spoken just about anything pretty between much, me and yeah. you. There's never been a filter. yeah yeah. if 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 you get pissed off at me you tell me if i get pissed off at you you tell me and i think that's i think that's what i love about our friendship yeah that uh we we've never held back from each other
1: yeah we we don't
0: hold back anything um all the good and the bad now i know that growing up wasn't the whole Normal, traditional family traditional uh, um at what point um before we get into that at what point in your life do you remember that starting to change uh i, don't, I can't really say if i noticed it start
1: to change more it was more like something i kind of grew into being used to um you know we, we had a lot of good times but there was definitely a lot of rocky times um dating all the way back since you know early childhood elementary school days now when you
0: say rocky times do you mean um money wise abuse drug related what kind of rocky times are we talking about
1: man you hit you hit quite a few uh, <laughs> um,
0: you know money times
1: you know it's uh we, we weren't um you know my my parents they they work very hard but you know dealing with a lot of issues my my father uh, my late father, He, uh, you know, he he struggled with with drugs and alcohol on and off. I mean, he was um, a great father as far as a provider. He worked really, really hard. However, some of those struggles translated into his relationship with my mother. You know, they had a very on and off relationship uh, as a kid.
0: So it it affected the relationship. Did it it affect um, maybe not later on? But at that point, did it affect the relationship with with you guys? Um, Not so much as a kid, you know, being
1: uh, disciplined sometimes, maybe kind of was a little bit rougher than than I expected, you know, Um, but, you know, having to experience things, um, having to go, ah, I can remember like a few times my my brother and I kind of getting between my my father and my mother um, as they were like you know going through some fights and stuff like physical uh physical mostly on my my dad's my dad's side being aggressive when he was you know on you know drugs or alcohol or anything like that uh yeah
0: so i mean that 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 part was definitely something to get used to would you say that you grew up um around a lot of physical and mental abuse or just physical um i i would say physical just to be,
1: to be perfectly honest, too. Like my childhood, it, it was we had rough times. Most of them were were the financial things, but I think my my parents did a good job, even with their their uh, their own faults and and own um, problems that they dealt with. They they did a good job of kind of keeping us close as a, like a tight unit, um, keeping all of our problems in house between the family, um, uh, and they drove home something like to till this day if you see me and my brothers and sisters interact, you would never know that we were ever even apart pretty much because we just pick up where we left off and we're so used to being so close and and open with each other because our families would push that so much so the our parents we had a great relationship with them but i if i'm I would say throughout our childhood i th- I think we kind of helped raise each other in a sense you know my older sister was was kind of like a second mom to to all of us um my my older brother him and i would pretty much do everything together from sports to uh you know any little jobs we would do washing cars helping my dad do tiles stuff like that um and then you know my my youngest sister being the baby i think we all kind of uh helped you know look out for her and You know, I think it turned out great. She she also kind of became tough because of my brother and I, you know, kind of pushing her around every once in a while, doing the big brother stuff.
0: She is a tough. I think she's the toughest one out of all you guys. (laughs) I wouldn't say. She definitely holds her for sure. How long did that last?
1: As far as
0: as far as what you were seeing as far as everything you just explained to us. How long did it last? Um, how old were you? Okay,
1: so the earliest I can remember is, is probably, you know, as far as parents going on and off and having their little fights and stuff, like um, as young as maybe six or seven. But as a little kid, you don't really know much. You just know mommy and poppy are yelling. Um, they they did try to keep it in the room and stuff like that. As far as understanding what was going on, you know, probably around third fourth grade was when we really started seeing what was going on. Um, you know, I know I know the finances took took quite a turn as well. Um, there was a time when I was younger. I remember we uh, my parents had split. My mom trying to take four kids. You know, she would try to move to to family's house. Sometimes we were we were in a van for a little bit you know we stay with our cousins um some friends from uh the kingdom hall um kingdom hall for those who don't know it's uh you know I, I was raised jehovah witness you guys are Jehovah's yeah. witness um uh you know i i, I have my opinions as, as far as how much i feel i could be doing better than that but i, I do have that faith that belief system so growing um, up you guys ended up struggling a lot quite a bit yeah um You know like I said we we did have you know a home Uh, we we had food and provided for us and stuff like that Uh, we weren't like rags poor or anything like that but you know that there were times uh, some rough times where we you know maybe had to make food stretch a little bit so instead of eating three meals a day you might eat one or two and then go to sleep so you're not hungry anymore uh <laughs> and i remember you know which was kind of a good thing um we used to try really hard in school i remember like in like second grade was one of the times like my parents were split up um all of us would try to to get like really good grades because they would give out these little coupons to kids that's right like yeah, the, little you, wheel, yeah. the little wheel yeah <laughs> on some of those you'd have like like the free little mini pizzas from pizza hut that's right but that would be how we would Eat sometimes, not necessarily for the whole day, but um, that would definitely be counter. Survivable, yeah. So we would get good grades, so we could make sure we eat pretty much. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, you know, going through those things ha- as a kid, and then do, do you think that 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 has a lot to do with the way you are today?
1: Uh, definitely. You know, um, you know, I, I see people that that have a lot more than i than i used to have and i see how they how they complain and stuff and you know in my in my head like i don't wish any bad upon that but it's kind of a good like man if you only knew how bad things can be and to be honest compared to a lot of other people out there we didn't even have it that bad compared to them you know but uh i always felt like i know it could be worse i know it could be better you know and i was kind of helped to shape me to be appreciative of a lot of the stuff especially that i have now
0: so um, at what point do your parents split up
1: like i said they they're very on and off you know they've they've split up, cut a few times i remember one one conversation my father had with my brother and i specifically where uh he was kind of, he was upset and he was like oh i just i can't i can't believe you know i guess he he found out that we siblings kinda of had a little bit of a like a game if you wanna call it. We'd say like code blue. We didn't really have a code and blue What form, was but that
0: all about? Explain explain to me what that was all about. <laughs>
1: well, code blue was basically mommy and Bobby are fighting. Here let's they go get, again. <laughs> let's get ready to separate from each other, you know, because for a while we would go with my mother, but once we were old enough to decide I, I think it's like thirteen or something, the ages where they, they let kids kinda of decide who they want to live with. I don't know if it's still like that now. I just remember it back then. That's that's what we were told. Um, so, you know, my, my brother
0: and I would, would go with my dad. The girls would go with my mother. Um, so you guys would literally separate from each yeah, other. Yeah, we would, you know. So it wasn't only your parents separating. It was you guys as well.
1: Yeah, but that was a little bit, like, later. I want to say, like, middle school days. Early on, we all were with my mother. Like she was very, very protective of us. Um, and she would... If she knew they were splitting up, you know, she would come get us from school, all
0: four of us. You know. Now, there's a story that uh-huh. I don't know if you want to say it or not, but I remember <laughs> you telling me that there was a time that something happened between your mom and your dad. And I think it was your mom that ended up picking you guys up from school early. <laughs> well, yeah, Tell me that story.
1: So you're listening mom i'm just telling this story, you know. <laughs> but oh man i'll probably get some heat for this but whatever um yeah they, they were kind of going through it and stuff and and that was i think the first time my brother and i got to choose who we wanted to stay with and we chose to stay with my father um i was like in third grade so i was probably like 10 years old um and you know they sat us they kind of sat us all down and said you know who you want to go with uh, they were separated, so my brother and I were speaking to my dad, my mother, and the girls, and, you know, they say, hey, look, we're not going to be uh, upset who you choose, but, you know, we're not, we're separating, we just got, want you to, you know, decide where you want to go. So my brother and I said we want to be with my father, and the girls said they want to be with their mom, and, you know, my mother, like, I'm sure, like a lot of mothers, like your mother, definitely... <laughs> you know yeah. she she, <laughs> she doesn't care if you have a choice you know to stay you're her child i think to this day i still yeah. don't have a choice <laughs> yeah. and um you know so she she's very protective of so my brother and i chose to stay with my father i know that i think it was like a, the very next day if i'm not mistaken it was a while ago um i'm in school and I get a, you know, the little intercom thing goes off and then requests for me to go in the front office. And as a kid, you're like, oh, yes, early release. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm expecting, you know, to see my dad and wondering what we're going to do. And it's my mom. And she's like, hey. She's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And we're like, oh, what's going on? And she's like, come on, your, your dad's, you know, like walking around the school. And I'm like,
0: okay. You didn't understand what
1: the hell was Yeah, like. I was like, okay. I mean, is am I staying with him? Like, <laughs> So, um, I never actually found out what was going on. I never asked, you know, I was pretty young. Um, but yeah, she, she picked me up early, we left and then, you know, we, we stayed with one of our friends for a little bit. I think we went to Puerto Rico right after that as well. Um, cause we, we have family over there as well in Puerto Rico and, um, my grandparents have some land over there and we have a little house in Vieques. So a, a little Island off of Puerto Rico. Um, we stayed there for a little bit, you know, and, and she, my mother was awesome. Like she always made it seem like a, like a vacation. So it was like, even though we were going through it, it never felt like we were so going now, through.
0: Now I ask you, um, sitting on this end now, analyzing the story, um, was your mom running from your dad? Like I said, To me, I,
1: it's one of those things where like you have certain memories that maybe you want to know something. So you'll ask. And then there's some that you're just like you know what whatever that was it was, because one they ended up getting back together after that, again, um, a few more times. So I never like after it was all said and done, I don't think any of us ever really, maybe my older sister, but none of none of us ever asked, what the hurry was, you know. And like I said, as a kid, your parent tells you to do something, mom or dad, usually you just listen, like okay, I don't want to get a spanking or something, so
0: yeah. But uh yeah now at what point that you could go back do they like indefinitely split up?
1: Um that was a little bit later down the road. You know, they like I say I can i commend both my parents for their no matter what ups and downs they went through, their focus was, was us, their kids. Um so and a, and a lot of times When they would get back together usually the main purpose aside from you know love or or whatever brought them back together was us and they they felt like you know instead of two homes keep it one home Um, but you know we all kind of started to see as you get older you start to know what reality is and you're like you know okay maybe they just shouldn't they don't work well together you know we're happy they were together to create me (laughs) but you know maybe these these two individuals you know not looking at them as mom and dad but as two individual people we started to see like all right they probably they tend to do better when they're separated you know they have their own you you guys as
0: yeah as kids understood that
1: yeah i want to say by the time i was in middle school sixth grade or so they i was like all right
0: they're good when they're so, when did it come waited. a time where you guys were actually, like, waiting for it? Like, okay, come on. This, uh, something happened. I don't w- want to
1: say we were waiting for it. We were just kind of
0: expecting it.
1: I guess you could say a little bit we were expecting it. But by the time, like, oh, my, okay. So, one thing I will say, and I'll, I'll relate it back to all this, is, you know, my dad and my mom were two very, very hardworking people. And they tried to instill in us kind of that kind of hustle Lifestyle, you know always work and, and try to don't accept, you know Failing and don't accept just sitting around doing nothing like do something get up go work So as as kids, you know, my brother and I we would like I said we, we would wash people's cars and stuff like that You know to try to make money. I started I think in high school I got a job at Burger King, you know, was kind of make my own money that my brothers and sisters uh, as a whole, we all started kind of developing our own personalities and started doing things just on our own in general. So, by the time it came time to to answer your question as far as them splitting up, maybe we weren't we were understand that maybe the day was going to come, but it was kind of to a point we were we were all starting to get pretty independent that we were just not even focused on that that was between them, so to speak. Um, Would
0: you say that you and all your siblings? have totally different personalities from each other um
1: i'd say parts of our personality yes but hello <laughs> we're all pretty similar
0: uh you know I'm, I'm i know a- the dorkiness <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time I so mean, we, a- a- actually if you guys if you guys are listening and um um i'm gonna say something if you guys are listening go into Sergio's Facebook and <laughs> check out the Bohemian Rhapsody video. <laughs> I promise uh, you guys, you guys will laugh. Your so ass so it's off. a little off topic, but the uh,
1: <laughs> I'm just going to explain what happened that day. So I was, I was actually at home. Um, I had seen the, the movie that came out. I think it was called Bohemian Awesome Rhapsody? movie. Oh, awesome movie. Awesome movie. By uh, far
0: uh, one of my top five ever. Oh, yes.
1: Um, I mean, who doesn't love bohemian rhapsody who doesn't love you know a lot of the queen classes that came out so we we all uh when we were younger in high school days my, my brother and i um we would we when we first found out what the song was and we were like oh we would like sing it we learned it by heart um i think it was on rock band uh, or guitar hero but i don't i'm not guitar sure hero. guitar hero. hero. okay i think i, I I'm almost positive it was on one of those. Think I, I think that's it how was one I of those. I'm not. I to I'm not yeah. I
0: don't, don't want to shoot myself in the foot.
1: Hopefully, If it's not, I'm not trying to say it if is. If it's but. not Guitar Hero, it's
0: Rock Band. If it's not <laughs> Rock Band, it's Guitar Hero. And if it's none of them, well, I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> and you so. guys use props. <laughs> <laughs> so, well,
1: So what happened is I, I was just bored. And the song was stuck in my head. So I, I started off with one video. And I it was the very beginning piece. And I sent it. To, like we, ha- we have a, like a sibling thread, you know, uh, message, message. Like group. WhatsApp? Yeah, we, we uh-huh. have a, a WhatsApp messenger, like little group thread between the siblings. And I sent it with the caption, you know, you guys know what to do because we're all very much alike when it comes to the goofiness. So I sent that first video and then they all knew what to do. They started sending the, the rest of the lyrics like part by part, their own videos. And my older sister, Eva, was actually the one who had the idea to, like, edit them and put them all together. together. It was a lot of fun. You know, we we don't really care what what people think. You know, we, we have a good time. We have fun. Um, we, we got a lot of positive feedback from it. People were asking, like, oh, we want a concert. You know, just joking. But um, I don't know. Maybe I know we'll
0: I wanted you guys to do more songs. We, we You know, we, we, we might. Who knows? We'll, we'll see.
1: It's always random stuff. with us So stay tuned. Maybe you guys will see. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, so
0: going back. Um, so they split up. Um, once they, uh, like, completely split up, at this point, do you guys split up as well again? Do all of you guys stay with one of your parents? Because I know at, at, at this point, your brother went on his own, right? Or no?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was a junior. So this part was actually a pretty interesting point in my life, believe it or not. Um, I know it sounds weird to preface it like a divorce, but <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of what, what started a lot of things of, of where I am today kind of come from that moment in time pretty much that that whole year was kind of eventful um my my parents had had gotten divorced uh, my brother did move out on his own um, he uh you know he, he was already 18 he did like dual enrollment and stuff so he had like already his associates by the time he graduated uh, high school i believe um and so he went on his own i was still with my father at the time Um, i was a junior in high school um i started getting into like that was when i first started kind of getting into mixed martial arts actually um i had played football i practiced uh excuse me with the wrestling team in high school i didn't compete in the wrestling team but I, i just practiced with them i played football i ran track i was very very active um Still and to this day, you're very active. I, t- I try to be. It's, it's a little harder at this age. <laughs> right. I'm only 28, everyone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, we were always pretty active. You know, we have my father to thank for that. He was a very athletic, very active person. So he made sure, you know, all of us were, were enrolled in something. My sister's on the step team. My brother played violin, but him and I also, you know, we, we played football, basketball together. Stuff like manhunt. i you know we'd play with our friends and nobody would want us on the same team because we we thought very similar so we always knew what to do when the other one was doing something people thought it was cheating so whatever um but anyway uh uh in that time that's actually when i first i was looking for something um football was 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 fun but it it wasn't something that i saw myself like completely enjoying as far as like a, a, a team sport it wasn't a passion Yeah, it wasn't a passion. Um, I had always loved, like, my father and I, well, all of us used to watch, like, Jackie Chan and Jet Li, you know, Bruce Lee movies. Um, And that was just something I was always into. Every time, like, because we didn't have a lot of money, we would, my parents would find things for us to do that didn't cost a lot, like going to the library. And, you know, they'd tell us to find books, like a bunch of books, and um, I'd find uh you know I'd always get like the same stuff it was either reptiles because I was really into like snakes and stuff like that and or it was martial arts books and they would always tell me like oh you're always getting the same stuff anytime I was playing with like toys like action figures or anything I was always making them fight each other because um, I, I just I was always drawn to it for some reason now
0: you say that at this point this is where your life starts changing yeah this something major happened that had that impact
1: yeah so there's okay so let me say this in the right order so it all makes sense so my, my parents got divorced and i remember my, my father really wasn't taking it so well so i was still living in an apartment with my father and my younger sister and it was the last apartment that my parents were actually like together and um so <clears throat> You know, my my mom she went to go do her thing and you know, she was happy. She was out uh working, um you know, just just doing her thing. Um, I also with my dad. And, you know, you can kinda see it. He was in his room. He always seemed to be in kind of a bitter mood. And you know, anybody who's gone through a like a bad breakup. Him and my mother date back since they were, you know, teenagers, maybe younger. And, you know, so I can't imagine, you know, I I cried like a wuss when I broke up with an ex-girlfriend for like three years. But now you talk about 20, 30-something years. Basically. Yeah, a lifetime together. Four kids, you know. And four kids. Um, going through ups and downs. And, and to be honest, when they got divorced, they they really weren't going through a lot of downs. Uh, we, we had a, a, an awesome apartment together. Um, you know, things were actually kind of moving pretty smoothly. But, you know, it's just, you know, when you have enough, you have enough. And, and my mother was at the point where she just... Decided to call it quits. So, uh, fast forward, they, they got divorced. He wasn't taking it so well. I remember I had already started training in mixed martial arts. Um, I was probably like six months in. I was still, still pretty new to it, but I, I knew it was something I wanted to do. And I wanted to take this girl on a date um, in Coral Glades. <laughs> and we went. We went to go see uh, Iron Man. I remember the day like it was yesterday. And I guess my dad had just kind of snapped or just had one of those days you know everything probably just built up at once so um i remember i was gonna go on the date my my older brother was supposed to pick me up he'll probably still deny it but if he even remembers but uh <laughs> he was supposed to pick me up when the, when the movie was over so he didn't uh i got out and like i don't know the movie was done probably like 11 12 o'clock or something like that and i just remember leaving the date didn't necessarily go so well that was very awkward <laughs> you know she the girl she was she was very nice about it but yeah I didn't really know how to talk to women back then or anything like that so anyway I, I get out I call my brother he doesn't pick up and I see my phone's dying so I, I try to And then he finally picks up and it's like oh I'm, I'm with a bunch of friends we're watching a movie and I'm like well can you come get me like you know and go back and he's like oh you know I can't right now I was like okay so i ended up walking it was i don't want to say it was like a lot of miles but it, it was probably at least like three or four miles to get back home and so i walked from magnolia movie theater i don't know if i can say that on a podcast but i walked no, from matter, a movie whatever. theater um back back to my apartment when i got home I, my phone was dead it died probably like three minutes into my walk so i get home and i'm not thinking of anything i'm just glad to be home because i'm tired and Uh, you know, I think I was still a junior in high school. So my father, you know, was really upset. And I was like, you know, why why are you coming home so late? And I'm like, oh, no. He's like, oh, you think you're a man? You could do whatever you want. And I'm like, you know, a lot of this was was him being really angry at the whole divorce thing. But I was lucky number person, lucky number one to be picked, to, you know, kind of take the brunt of that for a little bit. Um, And uh, I just remember him. I you know my dad was a, was a very audible person uh very 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 loud when he decided to to talk to to you and he was <laughs> upset so knowing my father I just kind of over the years developed like all right let me just wait till he's done and just
0: he would sure you snap out of it
1: yeah you know so I but what happens is when you when I got into that I kind of developed like a way of blocking out whatever the heck he's saying cuz I knew it wasn't Usually, it wasn't anything crazy. It's just him being upset. But apparently, he was saying that if I feel like I'm going to disrespect him, that I should walk out the house. I didn't hear that. I just was going to walk out the house just to He's
0: walk. walked out the house. So,
1: he took it as... As soon as he said that was when I started walking away. And he was like, what? Um, he I, I know he went in his room and he went to grab something. I don't know what it was. I just know it looked like something that I didn't want to be hit with. <laughs> so I like ran out the house and uh, you know, we were like kind of screaming back and forth while I'm running away. And uh, I remember um, the, the cops uh, in the, in the city I'm like running through an alleyway and I'm like held up at gunpoint. Cause you know, it looks very suspicious. It was probably like two in the morning at that time. I had no shirt on just some shorts. I don't even think I had shoes on and uh, they, they all, you know, they, they stopped me because I'm running through all these businesses at such a late hour. <laughs> like, and uh, they're like, on your knees, you know, hands up. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, they were just like, you know, where are you coming from? What are you doing? And I, I told them the whole situation. They they brought me back. It was like, well, look, you know, you're not 18 yet. I think it was like 16 or 17. They're like, so we got to bring you back. And I was like, all right. But they got there. My dad was still heated. He, uh, he took my phone. He's like, oh, I pay for this. That was not true. I paid for my own phone because <laughs> I was working at Burger King, and uh, they were like, "All right." And They saw how he was being, so they were like, "All right, just do you have anywhere to stay?" Um, I, I had a friend of mine, Juan, at the time. He uh, he let me stay with his family, his mother, his grandmother. They, they were very, very nice. So I stayed. I pretty much finished out most of the high school year there, um, and I was still at working. Your friend's house. Yeah, I was. That was most of my junior year. And then my, my mom, you know, I got a hold of her and she was not that she was away or anything, but um, she didn't know of what was going on because she wasn't in that home anymore. So I called her and she was like, no, you know, she was staying with a friend and she was like, come stay with me, you know, and, and I'll, I'll take you to work. I was I think I was working at the movie theater at that time. Um, so, you know, I stayed with my mother for a little bit and then she had a plan of moving back to Connecticut and she's talking to me about it. Like, how do you feel about it? you know, doing your, your last year there of high school. And I, I had friends, you know. I, I knew you at the time. Uh, yes. We had already met. Um, but I was, you know, everybody else in high school was, was going to parties and doing all this stuff. I wasn't doing that. I was, you know, trying to work, trying to make some kind of money so I can pay for my phone, I think, weren't
0: you working at, at uh, I don't even think they're around anymore, but Scroobies at that point? Yep, yeah. Well, you no, not, not yet. That's coming. That's coming. So... so but you did a lot of bouncing back and forth between a lot of different homes growing yeah.
1: up. Yeah, so and that's, a lot. We, we moved quite a bit. A lot of it, I guess you can k- attribute to, you know, the, the back and forth between parents and stuff. Um, so what would happen is, you know, that well, also my father was diagnosed with cancer when I was in fourth grade. And he beat it. He was in remission for a long time. Uh, but back then it was my mother was the only one who could work and my father really couldn't work. He was in the hospital doing chemotherapy and uh, which didn't help that, that he was, you know, a heavy smoker at times or drinking or, or some, any other kind of drugs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we did a lot of moving around for this, that and the other reason, you know, whether it was them separating or, or just not enough money um so i mean we lived in a hotel before we stayed in the van for a little bit but we weren't like living in the van for like months or anything like that um but it was just kind of until we figured out where to win maybe it was a few days maybe even a week at most
0: Um, now at at this point um all the siblings are split up uh yeah at that so
1: at that point yeah my brother was out my sister was still with my father my younger sister and I believe my older sister i think she was in New york if I'm not mistaken um she was up there with with some other friends and cousins and stuff that we have um so we uh as we were as we were uh yeah we, we were pretty much sorry i lost my train of thought a little bit there we um we were we were pretty much split up uh
0: my, um,
1: <laughs> oh man, it's okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go back to it. It's okay, it's okay.
0: So, um, let's go back. So, at what point is it that you start falling in love with mixed martial arts? Because mixed martial arts to this day is still a very important part of your life,
1: yeah. Uh, I, so. I tend to digress a lot but that that was actually leading up to what was really going on. So throughout all the all the drama that was going on between me, and my father, and my mother and, and on top of that my grandfather had passed away um at the, no he didn't pass away yet. Um I was already training. I started training um at a gym uh, and while I was there, it's a, it's a pretty well, well-known gym. You, you see a lot of their fighters in the UFC and stuff. I was uh, um well, no, I actually started training at Please called Fighter's Edge first. Um, but I would fallen in love with it because, you know, I, I liked boxing. Boxing was fun. But mixed martial arts as a whole, there's just so many things you can do. They're still coming up with moves now and stuff. And just so many life lessons that I, that I was starting to learn and to help me grow during it. So throughout all the drama, I was going there. And it was like nothing else really mattered at all. So that, you, that was your escape yeah that that was that was definitely my escape from from everything sometimes not even an escape from problems just an escape period you know it's it's like my head would just completely be zoned into all of that um what happened so throughout all that my, my mother had a plan she wanted to go up to connecticut and said she wanted me to go with her and so i said okay uh i went up there with her and immediately that was like the first thing i did was look for a school uh a mixed martial arts academy Connecticut. In Connecticut.
0: I think I, if I'm not mistaken, at that point, I was in New York.
1: Yeah, you were up there as well. I, I, remember was, we I were, was in
0: New York, and I remember we were we talking, because we were actually talking about either me going over there or you coming to New yep, York. Yep,
1: yep. So, um, yeah, while I was up there, I found a gym. Um, and, you know, I started preparing to, to finish the rest of high school up there because I had one more year. I got. I went up there in the summer, summertime uh, prior to our senior year and while i was up there i found another gym and i you know was just having fun with it still learning um and then this is where where things start getting interesting i guess in my life was where um my my dad was still in florida and he was still dealing with whatever and all i remember was was receiving a call from i think my grandmother if i'm not mistaken some people like frantic in florida saying my dad's going crazy and he's going through all this stuff and you know the they, they they should call the cops and this and that and i'm like oh man so i call my father and he, he was just having it was just a really bad time um i i remember you know he this is when i kind of saw what a, what a broken man was uh was was seeing my father at, at that point you know he, he'd been through so much in his life
0: um that that did any of that, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no. did any of that have anything to do with uh, illicit drugs? Um, as far as his life goes, you know, unfortunately,
1: yeah, dr- drugs were uh, a huge part of a lot of his, you know, uh, like negative areas in his life. Um, but I, at that time, honestly, the, the the biggest thing was was just the heartbreak. Um, you know. Granted, you know, I, my, my mother, she put up with everything she could. And, you know, she, she's a really strong woman for everything she put up with. But my father, you know, towards the end, he started trying to to get better and, and, and do things differently. But at that point, it was, it was already too much for my mom. So in his head, he's getting better and things are going good. So for them to end so, you know, abru- not necessarily abruptly, but to, the way things did... You know, my mom wanted absolutely nothing to do with my father. Didn't he, like you couldn't even speak his name around her. She was just not having it. She just wanted to completely kind of rip that chapter out of her life, you know, with except for her kids, of course. Yeah. So, so you call your father. I call my dad. He's he's on the phone and he's like telling me that he loves me, but um you know, he he wanted to to shoot somebody. Um, that he thought was like talking to my mom or something like that. Wow. And um, like they weren't. Like my mom's not that person, period. But you're not in your right frame of mind. You think, oh, I mean, anybody who's gone through a breakup, you know the dark thoughts you start to get yeah. when you really care for that person. And that person's like, nope, I want nothing to do with you. And you have to accept that that person can do whatever they want, be with yeah. whoever they want. Um, but what he was thinking wasn't even true, but he's just not in his right frame of mind. And he's like, I'm going to go shoot this motherfucker. And, and, you know, he had a a way of talking. So I just remember telling him, you know, at this point, I was very into mixed martial arts and stuff. And and he he knew about it. He was very supportive of that fact. And so I would tell him, you know, like, hey, I need you to think a little bit clearly right now because I know somebody called the cops and they're on their way. Don't do that because that's stupid. And you can't sit here and tell me over the phone. That you love me and I'm, you know, you love all your kids when you're willing to spend the rest of your life looking at us through bars. You know, to me, that's that's not loving your kids, your family. That's not loving your life. That's that's you being selfish and, and giving into to the negativity, you know, instead of being the the strong person that you try to
0: raise all of us to be or did raise so, us to be. I, I mean, at this point, you were an adult, but I mean, in. So- some, in many people's eyes, you were still a kid. You were still young. Yeah, at that point, I was still 17
1: years so, old. I was, I was getting ready for my senior year of high school. So
0: how did it feel knowing that you're over here dealing with your father? Being the age that you are and knowing that you that is going through so much. Did it feel weird? Did it feel like? Did you think maybe other people went through it or or do you did you think that there was something different there Because um, you are young
1: yeah it and, was and
0: and to deal with somebody that's older than you and you know deal with them in that matter where you're calming them down
1: yeah uh you know my my it, it was weird in a sense, but like when you go through that stuff when, when you my dad was, was a very open person with his like emotions and stuff, and naturally raised all of us to kind of be similar. So, and you've known me forever. I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, if I'm happy, you know it. If I'm sad, pissed off, you know it. Like, I don't really hide anything from anyone. Um, and so, at that point, you know, I was very caring for my father. And the only thing I was thinking about really was just him not doing anything stupid whether anybody else was going through it or not at that point, I didn't care. And then on top of that, so th- this is where I keep trying to lead up to, but I keep going on all, all these different I'm, places. I'm sorry.
0: It's so interesting that I want to get inside your head because I, I want to understand because this is what I'm trying to get to, because a lot of this has to do with today. You're in law enforcement <laughs> and you're doing something that that all of this led you to this you know what i mean yeah so um, even the mixed martial arts and then now you yeah. being in law enforcement it's kind of like you want to make a change so
1: um yes but the law enforcement part of that didn't come to a few till many not many but quite a few years later to be honest um the the martial arts side the the, the humbling you know Lessons that I've learned through martial arts, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, you name it. Um, A lot of that helped me be patient. Helped me kind of like analyze the situation and not just go crazy like, you know, my grandmother and everybody else was frantic. But nobody actually thought to, all right, let me talk to him. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, he said something crazy. Let me hang up the phone on him and call somebody else. You know, you got somebody (laughs) with some dark thoughts. You don't want to hang up on that person. So I I, uh, I, call, I call my father, and, you know we're, we're talking and I'm telling him and he calmed down and I, I made him a, a promise. I told him, look, if you don't do this, the cops come, just put it away, whatever. They, you know the thing they were gonna like Baker Act him or something, um, and they they take you to like a, a mental hospital for a little bit, like three days or so. Um, I was like, I promise you, if you don't do that, I'll be moving back down to Florida, and within a year's time, you're gonna be able to walk with your son. in in an arena and watch him do what he loves to do
0: um that was the promise you made to you that was
1: that was the promise I made and I was hell bent on keeping that promise uh he you know calmed down and you know oh you're right I'm sorry so I heard the police when they came in and I heard him you know all right they're here I'm gonna go with them he was fine they took him there he was there for like three days came back I think I moved back to Florida so I didn't end up doing my senior year in Connecticut. I moved back down before the summer was over that's right uh went back to coral glaze i was living with my father and my grandmother and from there it was just uh, it was a wrap as far as mixed martial arts go that that was what i wanted to do um everybody was getting ready for college and stuff and i was just looking for a gym that was cheap enough for me to train at trying to find any kind of work uh just so i can pay for classes so my senior year a lot of people were doing senior skip day and all this i this was this was my my regular day uh, i would wake up about four thirty ish get ready take a city bus yes, i remember that yeah i would take the city i would take two city buses to get to school i would take the 36 down to university take the 34 nope take the number two actually uh, down university and then take the 34 on sample and go all the way to glades. That's glades right. so three buses i would take three city buses to go to school um as soon as school was over i was still running track because i competed my senior year in track uh i ran the hurdles and 800 um so i would do track practice which was you know maybe two hours or so get out of there i would take two buses to go from there to scrooby's barbecue because that's when i was working at scrooby's um i was a uh uh a busboy and a dishwasher so i you know was washing dishes and making little tips here and there and then from there i would go to the gym i'd I'd get out of there around 9 30 10 o'clock the latest and then the owner of the gym i was going to you know i was one of the, the few like dedicated people that that he knew wanted to take it serious as far as competing and fighting and so he would he would stay you know an extra two hours and and I would train on the bags, we'd do mitt work, sometimes we would do some sparring. Um, and then I'd, I'd, I'd probably do a two two to three hour training session, get out of there, go home, shower, eat, sleep, and get ready to do it all over the next day. You know? And this was your
0: whole senior year.
1: My, my whole senior year?
0: Your whole senior year.
1: Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I, I had my little breaks here and there. I think I went one time. A, a few friends wanted to go to the beach. So I went to the beach with them. But prior to that, everybody was doing everything else that most, you know, senior kids do. Signing up for college. Um, just doing stupid crap. Having house parties. Whatever you name it that, they, that normal teenage would do.
0: I usually wasn't a part of. So, fast forwarding a little bit. Um, your first pro fight comes up yeah <laughs> tell me a little bit about so, that
1: let's build up to that a little bit Um, when I turned 18 I was able to compete as an amateur and I had four, four or five amateur fights and I was undefeated in those but it wasn't fully sanctioned in Florida like it wasn't Amateur MMA wasn't, like, fully um, – like, there, there wasn't a lot of structure or anything to it. You usually had to do, like, an amateur kickboxing match or stuff like that. So we would do, quote, unquote, sparring matches, but they were really fights. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had our shin pads and stuff, mouthpieces, cups, and then your MMA gloves, and then we, we'd go. And I um, – Back then, I was more kind of like a brawler who looked really, really good on the bag. Uh, and I would find that out when I went pro. But, you know, I was just so excited for the sport. I was watching videos every single day. I was. So you slept, ate, shit it. that That's all <laughs> I cared about. You know, anybody who wanted to talk to me, that's all I wanted to talk about. And, you know, some people were annoyed with it, some people were interested. And, uh,. You know, some people were like, "All right, that's just some kid who wants to supposedly fight." And then, how pe- many
0: people in, in the high school? Because I remember back, <laughs> but how many kids in high school would come up to you like, "Hey, yeah, I could do that. You, you know, I could, I could Man, keep up. I could kick your ass." I I, could, I, I, re, I, was, I remember quite a lot, and I don't want to say no names. Yeah, I'm not gonna say names. <laughs> you know,
1: you, you have. There were some kids that were. I I want to say like. I know them till this day, they, and we, and
0: not that that they wanted to kick your ass because I I think, you were one of the most friendliest person that I knew, back in yeah high school. I, I was pretty I, but, I, I think I think I was pretty humble but, to uh, <laughs> but everybody wanted to like the hype like,
1: yeah that, you know once I I started actually training, I started to notice the ones that were quiet and just wanted to talk me and them. Were the ones that were serious. I, I have a good buddy of mine. I actually told him I would talk about him. So, if you're a listening buddy, this one's for you. But uh, a good friend of Who's mine, Ka- uh, Casey. Casey cursing. If uh, I remember Casey. Yeah, he, I think he remembers
0: you too. I don't know actually. if he does, but yeah, I remember he, he does, him. <laughs> he, he, he called
1: <laughs> earlier on the Facebook feed. Um, but yeah, Casey was a was a real martial artist as well. He was training. He did, I believe, uh, Taekwondo for some time. Did Jujitsu. Um, he knows what competing was like so i would have real conversations with him but then we had other friends of ours where you know when we're around groups of people they're like yeah yeah um i want to box this kid on saturday like in the backyard i I
0: went to quite a couple of those. Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, i remember (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I remember i, I remember. did like
1: maybe one or two of those and, uh and it was just, i don't remember i don't recall anything. it was, it was a lot of high school kids just flailing <laughs> on each other pretty much but um you know I, we started to see very very quickly who was really serious about it and, and who was just all talk and i remember one case in particular this was so now we're out of high school um i had at this point i had already gone pro Couple of friends from high school I, I lost my pro debut but to be honest i had no regrets
0: no no but we're gonna get to that oh okay. we're gonna get to that
1: so well prior prior to the to the pro debut as i'm training um i had some of my amateur fights that some people saw and then people started like taking me serious like oh man he actually is one of these people that's stepping in there and, and you know throwing down and you know pe- people see it so vicious but i didn't see it that way i saw the the art forms i saw the patience i saw the chess match that's going on in these rings While everybody else is just seeing people Hit each other People throwing
0: punches Yeah and
1: kicks and knees And you know they see blood But it's like eh, You don't even think about that When you're in there man You got so much going on in your head Like injuries and blood and stuff Are kind of like the last thing You, you really think about So um, But yeah I, I, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back But I just remember one in particular I, And I'm still friends with this person To this day And he did end up following through a little bit, but at the time he wasn't. And I, I remember I was in Las Olas. I was walking, you know, downtown doing the bar thing. Uh, anybody listening who doesn't live here in Florida, you know, downtown for a lot of days like a place to be. So I, I was down there one day just kinda with some friends and stuff. And I see him and he bumps into me and he's like, Hey man, how are you? You know, like, um, are you still fighting? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm still training and stuff. At this time I was already pro but um i was like well what about you did you start training he's like yeah no bro i went pro too i've already had like five fights i think another person you're talking yeah. about <laughs> and i'm like i'm like okay i was like oh that's cool like yeah i didn't i didn't even know you were fighting amateur yet like that's awesome you know i give everybody the benefit of the doubt like i'm not going to assume you're lying to me uh, but then i asked him like oh where, where are you training at and he you know i won't say the name of the gym because you know i don't i don't know legal stuff around this stuff, but. Um, Please no more. No, no, no. <laughs> no, more <deals>. <laughs> no. <laughs> So he he tells me the name of the gym, and I'm I'm like, really? That's that's my gym. That's where I've been training at this whole time. And he was like, when he said that, I was like, when do you go? Like I'm there almost every day. You all know, day you, long. All day, even on weekends. Used to be there stuff. all day long, uh, every as, day. As much as I could be, and. um and he was like, oh, no, you're talking about he said the same name of the gym, but then his was supposedly the same name, but a different place. And I was like, OK, you know, once you get in this game, you, you know, the players, you know, the gyms, you know, you know, local fighters and stuff like, that." Yeah, you that. know, the names. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody comes to you and starts talking about it, you're going to easily be able to call them out, and be like, yeah, and, that's, and I think
0: if we're talking about the same person, that person doesn't even live in Florida anymore. Right. Yeah, I don't want to call him out, <laughs> you know, too much.
1: He, he's he's still a, he's still a good friend, you know what I mean? Oh, he just, okay. he, he okay, okay. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, put him I out like that. But about. he, uh, he uh, to my knowledge, though, I did he did end up fighting, though. Believe it or not, he ended up doing a couple of amateurs. They you know didn't go his way, but that's that's life in in the fight game. Um, and you know, but that was just one of the, one of those examples, man. So many people just like the image of it. And that—that's not a sport that you can step into and say, "Oh yeah, I do this," because either A, you're gonna get called out, or B, if you're in that sport for the wrong reasons. Not everybody
0: understands the strategy. Uh, it's the, it, this, the, this, everything that goes into it. Man, is even, not even the mindset. Like I, I,
1: I, I've heard my coach say this a few times. I've heard various coaches actually say this, but you you do have to be a, a little like crazy in a sense to do the sport only because you know no rational thinking person would actually sign up to do that stuff you know like why why even bother to figure out what those fighters are thinking you know what's the point of stepping in that cage just so you can see what it is that they go through no like no rational person would probably want to put themselves through that so it, it does take a special type of person to be able to be just a little bit crazy enough to be like you know what if I get punched in the face or kicked in the face or elbowed, whatever, I just want to know like what's going on because I, I do see more than just fighting. I want to know why why are they, you know, bouncing around this way? Why are they kind of measuring each other? Like what are they doing when they're just standing around? Are they thinking or are they just standing around because they're scared? Like what's the point? Um, and it, it's not until you get into it, man. And I got in and I got sucked in. Uh, so you reach your
0: debut fight. All right, so debut fight. Your dad walks you because I haven't forgotten. Your dad <laughs> yeah, walks so, you. Yeah, so
1: hold on, let's 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 get all this out <laughs> so I can talk a little bit. So all I I was just so I was hyped. I I don't even care how what the outcome was. I was so hyped because one, going back to my father, I did make him the promise, and I remember the first day that I signed the the pro contract, I was so happy. I was like a kid in a candy store. Like yes, I'm. I'm actually doing this. You know what I mean? I'm still young. I was 19 years old. Um, Going against uh, my my opponent was like 32. You know, he had been doing this for years. And here I am with maybe like a year and a half of experience, but whatever, like I was doing whatever I could to make it to that pro status. And the day I made it, you know, I went to my dad and I told him and I I told the the, one of the promoters of the show, you know, I need my dad with me because, you know, I, I had a Whatever. I don't care if he ever hears this, but I had a horrible coach prior to the one that I got with afterwards. But the coach that I did have, he was he was a like a scam artist and stuff. He, he had some pro boxing experience. He was trying to get into the mixed martial arts game, but he was just a scam artist. He just, you know, would tell people he was like super great at all this stuff. And he had all this experience in coaching. He was a decent coach. He did know how to, to uh, critique like technique and stuff, but. The, the day I signed my contract, he wanted me to get, like, some outrageous number amount of money for your first fight. He wanted me to get, like, $1,500. I'm a nobody. Nobody knows who I am. I don't have a record, you know, a pro record, and this is a local show. So, asking for anything more than $500, at, you know, at that point, kind was kind of ludicrous. But he was trying to scam people. He was in it for the money. He was in it for the money. I mean at his age probably most people are but you know he he was definitely in it for the money um so they they offered me like a hotel stay um to ne- close to where the fight was happening but I was like I, I live in South Florida I want to sleep in my own bed before the <laughs> the fight like I don't want to sleep in a hotel um, the last
0: thing I want is to be relaxed yeah like, you know
1: <laughs> um especially like I still had to I still had to cut weight and stuff like that so like I want to go home I want to eat and I want to just chill and so I remember the, the day of the fight, um, he calls me and he's like, hey, uh, uh, I don't think you should have signed this contract. You didn't talk to me about it, blah, blah, blah. Which was, I found out he was the one that was dodging the fight promoter because he was telling me that they were never getting back to him. So I'm like, well, this is weird. I'm ready to go. I've been training this whole time. And he's, he, my, my old coach at the time was telling me, yeah, no, they keep dodging my calls. So I was like, man, that's weird. Let me go check it out for myself. I go and they tell me, no, he's the one that hasn't been getting back to us this, that, and the other. So, uh, I, I was like, all right, well, I'm here. I'll sign it. I want to, I want to fight. And, um, the guy who, you know, he ended up being a, a really big mentor in my life and a, a big part of who I am now. Uh, he was the new coach, but, Prior to uh, after the fight, so he's like, "Don't worry, we'll get you squared away. Like I'll, uh, you know, I'll get you ready for weigh-ins and stuff." He even so, my coach told me he did he didn't think I was ready for the fight, and that he wasn't going to be there to corner me. So now I have no coach, and the guy, the one of the promoters of the show who also owns the the gym that I started going to afterwards, you know, he tells me, "Look, don't worry about it. Just come in, do your fight, do whatever you can. Like, it's, you know, it's how this game goes." But when you're done, you come, come over here. So it's like, all right, fine. I told my dad, my dad's like, I don't give a damn. Like, let's go, Bobby. You're a pro, you know, like it takes a lot of hard work to get here. Um, so the, the, the day, the day comes, I finish my weigh-ins, you know, I'm ready to go. (laughs) I remember the day of, it was at the, the bank United center. Uh, I think it was like the UM stadium or something like that. It was quite, quite a few people there. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I look in the cage, and I'm, like, kind of moving around a little bit. And then they, they sit all the fighters down. They tell them all the rules and stuff. And, like, the whole day I'm just like, dude, I'm really here. I'm about to fight professionally <laughs> in a freaking octagon. I was just watching this on TV, like, a few years ago, and now I'm in that spot. Like, it, it was very surreal. Um, And I got to have my father with me, and he was – He was probably more excited than I was because he was like, What'd you say that's that's been one of your? your Hands down, hands down. Best accomplishment, one of my best memories. You know, I I posted it a few times, got a bunch of pictures on my Facebook of my father and I, him walking me out, um, him standing there while they, you know, check my cup and all that stuff and make sure I have my mouthpiece.